What do the FBI, Apple, Wall Street Journal, and Twitter have in common? They've been recent victims of cyber attacks that gained access to sensitive company data. With ransomware, employee targets, and phishing on the rise, experts estimate cybersecurity incidents will cost businesses over $5 trillion within the next five years. Keeping ahead of malicious hackers, that's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Welcome, I'm Kelly McCauley, producer of the Director's Cut podcast for Corporate Directors Forum and president of McCauley & Company, where we help good leaders become great through high-impact executive coaching and results-driven leadership programs. Today, our esteemed guest is Kevin Villanueva, partner at Moss Adams, where he leads the firm's IT infrastructure and security practice. Kevin, thank you for joining us today to talk about the latest cybersecurity threat your employees working from home, and ways to confirm your systems are as secure as possible. Thanks, Kelly. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be part of this. Yeah, before we dive in, I want you to know a few more details about Kevin Villanueva. A seasoned expert for over 20 years in the field of information technology, Kevin specializes in government, not-for-profit, private entity, higher education, and healthcare. His areas of practice include extensive IT security assessments and serving as technical counsel on hundreds of techno technology security projects. We would spend at least a half hour talking about all the areas he's specialized in. So you can find out more about him at, at Moss Adams and I'll give you direct access to his email. So Kevin, security versus privacy. What's important to know, not just in California, but across the country? Yeah, so I, I think we've seen a lot of, certainly a lot of um, regulatory activity around privacy in particular in, the, in recent years. I, I think just in, in past years, you, we were seeing kind of a reckoning, I guess you could say, with a lot of consumers who are really concerned with how some of these um, entities and organizations are utilizing their data, especially um, you know, social media uh, outlets and other uh, channels like that where, um, you know, a lot of consumers post a lot of personal information about themselves, provide a lot of that personal information, and really, you know, kind of want to know what that, that company is doing with their information. And so we're seeing a lot of, um, you know, regulation kind of stemming from that. Uh, for one, um, you know, there's the GDPR or General Data Protection Regulation uh, that impacts European Union citizens and uh, their data. Um, California uh, adopted, recently adopted uh, the CCP CCPA or California Consumer Privacy Act, um, where uh, it's, they, they consider it somewhat like a GDPR light uh, and very similar uh, type of regulation where uh, consumers are, are really... Um, have more control over the how a company uses their data. So, uh, you know, in terms of privacy, there needs to be provided uh, some consent on how that data is used. There needs to be some notification on how uh, a consumer's data is used. And uh, consumers ultimately have the right to be forgotten or having their, their records deleted from that uh, company. So um, really a lot of uh, more power is given back to the consumer as far as uh, what uh, organizations can use their data for. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of regulatory um, activity around that. Uh, I mean, there's other states out there that are trying to pass their own privacy laws. Uh, um, and some of them are pretty granular. Like I, I know, I think it's the New York state um, privacy law that's trying to get passed that uh, is even like regulating what uh, ho like home assistant recordings, voice recordings can be uh, used for. Um, and so we're definitely seeing a lot of activity there. Um, I also wanted to kind of 
go back and, and, and just kind of pass on that, that there is a distinction between privacy and security. So, you know, privacy is ultimately what, uh, you know, an organization does with your data, whereas security is really about how does a, an organization protect that data once it's in their possession. And so, um, you know, if you have a, a good cybersecurity hygiene and, uh, you know, good overall posture, you're following best practices, then, you know, the, the risk of a data breach uh, for that, uh, that consumer information um, is really minimized. But, I mean, certainly we can go into to more detail about that. But I just wanted to make that distinction between privacy and security and just that we're seeing a, a lot of uh, privacy regulations and, and um, that type of activity. And I expect, um, you know, as far as like cybersecurity, there's, we're, we're probably seeing, gonna see more around penalties uh, related to data breaches and, um, you know, fines that are imposed should there be, a, uh, should an organization experience a breach based on their negligence. And so um, uh, that's certainly uh, the activity we're seeing in this space. Tell us how work from home has increased the threat of cybersecurity attacks on organizations, and then also what are ways companies can protect themselves? Yeah, this this is certainly, um, you know, something that uh, has really gotten the spotlight given the, the COVID pandemic. Um, and, and you know, uh, I, I guess maybe four, four months ago before uh, COVID really kind of hit its stride uh, in impacting, you know, the, the, the workforce, I would have said, you know, hey, as far as threats in 2020, um, I would say ransomware is right up there. Of course, uh, phishing attacks uh, from cyber criminals and other fraudsters. Uh, but now I'm, I'm going to say, like, you know, as far as big threats uh, for 2020, it's, it's the, the uh, work from home employee, um, because a lot of times, you know, uh, uh, companies may not provide a, a laptop that uh, is configured, securely configured, um, that an employee can use from home. And, and maybe they're relegated to using their own personal computer, which may not be the most uh, securely configured uh, uh, machine that they have uh, uh, in the IT environment. And so, you know, when you think about personal computers, I mean, how often do home users update their, their computers with the latest software patches and security, uh, security uh, patches? Um, you know, how often do they ensure that, you know, they're getting um, anti antiviruses working on that machine? Uh, and not, not only that, but not to mention, um, you know, just other uh, other individuals in the household that may have access to that machine. May, maybe they inadvertently uh, delete some, uh, you know, company information or uh, inadvertently, uh, you know, email it or upload it uh, to the web someplace. So there's always that threat. So I would say definitely work from home has added uh, an additional dimension in terms of, you know, how uh, IT staffs and, and companies, uh, companies as a whole are trying to really um, – protect that data, even when it's beyond their, their control, so to speak. Um, and so I, I think in this new environment, uh, work from home environment, uh, that's just opened up a lot of different avenues for cyber criminals and fraudsters to gain access to sensitive data. So, you know, I'm reading more about, you know, phishing attacks uh, occurring um, and, and targeting individuals just because the uh, normal, um, normal modes of operation and the internal controls that you'd normally have in place when you have people working side by side do, next to each other in person, uh, those kind of go out the window. And, um, you know, you see, uh, you know, work from home employees uh, maybe taking shortcuts or 
maybe um, you know not uh, not paying attention because of course there's other distractions at home. You know they could have uh, a two-year-old that they need to care for. They have maybe school-age kids that uh, you know they need to teach, and so a lot of different distractions. And so um, I would say uh, the threat landscape has definitely widened, uh, given that. Um, you know, the work from home situation and just the opportunity that that presents for cyber criminals and, and fraudsters. I know my bigger organizations handed out computers and send in tech people to set everything up in their home offices. Yeah. For my smaller company clients, uh, what recommendations do you have like best practices on keeping those work at home people from accidentally opening up a can of uh, very expensive and dangerous worms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's really a matter of education. Um, and I can't stress that enough. I mean, even if you don't have uh, a large um, IT budget or a budget dedicated to cybersecurity measures, I would say the best thing you can spend your money on is just uh, security awareness training for your employees. Uh, because, of course, they're going to be your first line of defense. I mean, they're going to be the ones who are being targeted by the email uh, phishing attacks or spear phishing attacks, um, even like voice-based phishing uh, uh, attacks where, you know, you have an impersonator uh, calling a, uh, an employee on the phone. So as long as they're knowledgeable and can uh, recognize uh, those types of attempts at, at um, you know, stealing data, then you know they're going to be effective as far as like uh, making sure that data is secured. And so, uh, really, security awareness training I would say is is uh, really a foundational piece to any type of uh, improvement of a cybersecurity posture in an organization. So, uh, again, keep keep them keep them uh, educated and keep them aware of, of these cyber threats that we see see today. It's incredible how clever these criminals are. One of my clients. There, his employees got emailed a request by him for gift cards from places like Target and Walmart. And it was like some sort of emergency thing. And some of them did it and they sent it to the place where, and it was quite, um, you know, thank God it wasn't a lot of money, but it was a a wake up call for them for sure. I I think in that case, that's certainly got to be a big, big red flag if, if, uh, if I, um, an individual is asking you to pay them in gift cards, in Target gift cards, I think that's certainly a, a big red flag. And it seems to be the case when you have some of these um, international cyber criminals trying to, um, you know, just kind of uh, shake down a, 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 you know, typical U.S. consumer uh, in uh, asking them to, for payment in gift cards, like a Target card or something like that. So it's, uh, I, I think that should be a big red flag. Yeah, absolutely. Now, given what's at stake, whether an organization has an internal team like many that you work with or external experts like you are responsible for with regard to protecting critical data, how do leaders confirm they're getting it right? You know, um, there's a lot of really solid, good guidance out there um, in terms of uh, cybersecurity best practice frameworks and standards. Um, the National Institute of Standards and Technology is uh, one. Uh, it's it, you know it's a government agency out of the Department of Commerce uh, that puts out really prescriptive guidance on how to address cybersecurity threats. And um, they have uh, what's called their 800 series or special publications uh, 800 series. 
uh, like NIST 800-53, for example, NIST 800-171, that provides really good guidance around um, such cybersecurity areas like asset management, uh, logical access control, uh, user auth authentication and authorization. So all these different areas that make up uh, good solid cybersecurity hygiene, they provide really good guidance that's uh, vendor agnostic, uh, considered industry best practices, and just um, overall just good good advice and recommendations. So um, if, if organizations look at these um, resources that are out there freely available and um, you know take into part take into account the guidance that's provided there and, and implement some of that guidance so it's part of the organization's culture um, then you know the chances of being um, a victim in a cyber attack a successful cyber attack is going to be uh, diminished tremendously um, again just because it's it's uh, they provide like kind of this constant, uh, this roadmap of constant improvement in cybersecurity hygiene. Um, similarly, if you're in an industry that um, that is regulated, that has data security regulations, uh, like healthcare with with HIPAA, the HIPAA Privacy and Security Rule, um, certainly I think that's going to be uh, just a baseline where you need to start at a minimum is following that uh, th those regulations because they do provide some good guidance there. Um, but even even with HIPAA, you can go beyond that and institute even more effective controls by following one of these other um, frameworks, like the NIST series I talked about, and then ISO 27001, amongst others. Um, and then if you're a merchant that uh, merchant or service provider that takes in um, payment cards, then I'd certainly look at the Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard or PCI DSS, because that is some really uh, good guidance for. Um, not only just securing cardholder data, like, you know, uh, from debit and credit cards, uh, but just really any type of sensitive or confidential information that we want to, you know, maintain security for. Uh, you know, you can certainly take the guidance out of that PCI, PCI DSS standard and just apply it to other types of data. And you're going to have a pretty good um, cybersecurity posture that's pretty well bolstered and, and secured against, um, you know, cyber threats. You can see why we invited Kevin to be on our uh, CDF webinar and webinar called top privacy, cyber and regulatory mistakes that boards can avoid. <laughs> He's like the Wikipedia of what do you want to make sure you get into the warrior world so that you are safe. And by the way, that is available. He was a, a, an expert panelist along with some other guests that is, will be, it's on the CDF website and you for sure want to watch that if you care about this. Why should you care? They're saying, and Kevin confirmed this, so I did some research about small businesses on average, if they get hacked uh, or breached, it's a, gonna cost them on average $200,000 if they even stay in business after the fact. Mm -hmm. And the um, next five years, the experts were saying it was gonna be a $5 trillion expense to businesses. Yeah, it's, um, you know, some of these uh, businesses can, um, could get wiped out just from one ransomware infection. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's just such a devastating event where, uh, you know, you have a cyber criminal who um, might send a phishing email and some unsuspecting employee clicks on the link in that phishing email that redirects them to a, an infected website where that ransomware is being installed. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got a critical backend database that's, um, you know, the security's locked or the, the data's locked up because it's 
that's been encrypted. Um, and I, I wouldn't want that on any, any organization for sure. But, um, you know, you see a lot of small, medium-sized businesses that have their a critical database uh, with customer information, with um, intellectual property, things like that, uh, that's of you know, significant value, um, essentially kind of get wiped wiped out because they cannot successfully recover from a ransomware attack. Maybe they did not have good backup, uh, backup systems in place. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a devastating thing seeing that happen. I mean, Twitter was recently hacked, Wall Street Journal, uh, uh, Apple, and yeah. the FBI. <laughs> the FBI got, they, yeah. they got tricked into a, a, a breach, which you know, you'll find that on one of our, uh, the CDF website. Anyways, thank you so much, because I could talk about this forever, for your sharing your insights on cybersecurity and privacy, plus how leaders can be sure they're protecting sensitive information from malicious hackers. I want you to check out, if you want to learn more about Kevin Villanueva's expertise and how he helps companies with cybersecurity, he gave permission for you to email him at Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, dot Villa Nueva, V-I-L-L-A-N-U-E-V-A at mossadams.com. And Kevin, talk a little bit about Moss Adams' expertise in that IT cybersecurity arena. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, Moss Adams really caters to middle market clients. So, um, you know, I would classify uh, really kind of our target market as those uh, uh, companies and organizations that are outside of the Fortune 1000 uh, realm, um, you know, uh, I, I think we have a, a definitely a sweet spot in the middle market. And so, um, you know, we've helped, uh, you know, companies and organizations, uh, whether public or private, uh, really bolster their cybersecurity defenses in conducting things like cybersecurity assessments, uh, network and web application penetration testing, um, as well as a, you know, a slew of other services, like even social engineering testing, where we actually do simulate um, actual phishing attacks uh, on our, on our uh, clients' unsuspecting employees to see if they're able to recognize those types of attacks. Um, and and so, so, so our, um, you know, our uh, ideal client would be, um, you know, I would say, the, you know, those clients with uh, maybe 200 million in, in revenues, annual revenues, you know, anywhere between five to 10 IT staff, uh, you know, much, much smaller uh, IT environments, you know, consisting of maybe like 50 to 100 uh, systems uh, in their environment. So. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for the Director's Cut podcast. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kelly, for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. And to subscribe to more podcasts like this, please visit MacaulayAndCo.com com forward slash podcast and sign up to learn about critical board member issues, challenges, and solutions like those discussed in today's podcast, or to view our recent webinars, go to www.directorsforum.com. Until next time, we wish you the best on positively impacting the organizations and boards that you lead.